I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and today my co-host is Fox OT, Savannah Greif. Savannah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. I've Thanks worked with me. you. Yeah, I've worked with you in the webinar world. I've never yes. worked with you in the podcast world until today. Yes, I'm excited to do a podcast. I've never done a podcast before. Really? No, well, I never. feel like after you've done a webinar, you can pretty much do anything. Okay, cool. Yeah, like <laughs> well, this then is, I guess I'm well-rounded. Yeah, you've already like bungee jumped off the thousand foot bridge. This is like... <laughs> Diving off the the four foot diving board at the the swimming pool. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about post polio syndrome. Yes. So polio, mm -hmm. I learned about polio in grade school, and you know there's the polio vaccine. So by the time I was a kid, I didn't have to worry about polio. But yeah. the polio pandemic peaked in the United States in 1952. It's a virus when, at its worst, can cause paralysis or death. So, Savannah, going through school, what did you know about polio? Little to nothing. It was, you know, I grew up in the 90s, and we knew that it was something that happened. Maybe people our grandparents' age mm -hmm. knew someone who suffered from polio, but it was nothing that was really on my radar. It was just something that you saw in the history books, and that was really it. I never personally knew anybody who had polio or grew up with it. Yeah, I knew people who got the polio shot. Right. But I, I never knew anyone who had polio. Yeah, I just knew that it was, you know, uh, something you didn't want to get and we don't have to worry about it because there's a vaccine. It's been eradicated in the U.S., so it's in the past, or so I thought. And and, and we learned about Jonas Salk, who came up with the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you became a clinician, did you even know that post-polio syndrome existed? Absolutely not. I What happened was I got uh, a referral for a new patient. I looked at her order. It said weakness due to post-polio syndrome. And I immediately went, oh my gosh, I don't know what that is. So I had to go on my computer, figure out what the heck that was because I had never heard of it uh, and certainly never treated it before. So what can you tell us now about post-polio syndrome? And I, I will let everyone know that Savannah has done her homework because you, <laughs> you sent me a massive amount of research. Yeah, because I wanted to be prepared. And as I started digging, I realized it's more complicated than I really thought. So basically what happened is... Okay, so we talked about that polio peaked in the 1950s. Okay, mm -hmm. so obviously if we have patients who are 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, mm -hmm. they lived through this era in time. 
what happened originally was um, this patient, she had contracted polio right before the vaccine came out. Like, I think she told me months beforehand. Um, so she had just missed it. And what happens is, is post-polio syndrome did not really, it was not known until the 80s because decades after people were contracted polio, they were coming down with similar symptoms. And the common denominator there was that they all had had polio years prior when they were younger. Um, so they termed this post-polio syndrome, which is essentially, it's a group of symptoms such as weakness, joint and muscle pain, extreme fatigue, um, difficulty swallowing, because with polio, it attacks uh, the neurons. And so in post-polio syndrome, uh, it's a continuation of that. So really, it's just deterioration. It doesn't seem fair. No. Like you get polio and then you get rid of polio and you're like, all right, I'm in the clear. And then many years later, when you're an older adult, you may get post-polio syndrome. Yeah. And it's not even something they knew about until the 80s. So... So yeah, when you like, brought oh this up, with, yeah, when you brought this up with me, I, I thought about shingles. Mm -hmm. So if you had chicken pox when you were younger, you could get shingles when you get older. Mm -hmm. Is post polio syndrome worse than shingles? Because shingles kind of goes <sighs> away, right? Like it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible pain for a while, but you get rid of it. I've never had either. I've been told by family members who've had shingles that it's excruciating pain. However, like you said, it does go away, whereas post-polio syndrome does not. It is persistent and it is the rest of your life. So in a way, that's really upsetting and that kind of does seem worse. So Savannah, how do you treat it? Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the hard part. The research is overwhelming in agreement that you have to tailor the treatment very specifically to the symptoms that your patient is exhibiting. I'll just, I only can give you my experience with my one particular mm -hmm. patient that I've had. So I'll just describe her a little bit. She was fatigued very, very easily and her muscles hurt and fatigued very easily. So really a lot of the training is in energy conservation techniques, um, which is a huge component of occupational therapy. So what I did was I asked her about her daily routine. I said, what are the things you want and need to do every single day? And how can we prioritize those tasks and conserve your energy so that you are expending as little energy as possible and putting as little strain on your muscles and joints as possible. Because she even had it down to a science. She's like, I only go to the bathroom four times a day because that is as many times as I can get up. She said, so I only get out of my chair four times a day and I do everything I need to do in those four times because hers was that bad. So a lot of it was strategic planning education and energy conservation, and also thinking about how we could modify her environment to keep things that she needed within reach. Yeah. Um, yeah, big time. And then also use of adaptive equipment too. Because the research you gave me, mm -hmm. and you know, at Fox, our motto is be stronger, live better longer. You know, we like to push our patients. Exercise is the key. But reading the research you gave me, it says that with post-polio syndrome, 
exercise and strength training don't necessarily yeah. help. Yes. Which so is wild to think thing. about. Exactly. It goes against what we do for the vast majority of our patients. Yeah. Um, so that was a whole change in mindset for me. I was like, okay, I can't push her because this is going to be detrimental. She's not going to be able to function. If I push her too much, she's not going to be able to get up and go to the bathroom for the rest of the day. So what the literature was kind of recommending is exercise at, you have to find the most appropriate intensity of exercise and frequency that they can tolerate that does not overly fatigue them. And the goal How for do you that do that? Is- I'm going to stop you right what? there. How do you do that? Because I read so- that it's like such a tricky balance because yeah. there is some exercise involved, but if it's too much, then it leads to fatigue. I know. So we had to take things extremely slow. Like I would give her say like a one pound dumbbell mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, let's do a couple bicep curls. And I would tell her to, she was very in tune with her, her body and how she felt. So she would verbalize to me, okay, I think this is getting to be too much. So say she would do three or four, for example, I said, okay, I want you to log your physical response today, tomorrow, and then again until I see you, you know, the next session and tell me how your body responded to that little exercise we did. So it was a lot of trial and error. And I encouraged her to journal as much as possible and keep track of what she was feeling and what she thought she could and couldn't tolerate. Because really the recommendation for exercise is not necessarily to improve strength or endurance as the research was showing, but it was rather to prevent functional decline. So exercising just enough. Yes. And that was a big challenge (laughs) to figure that out. So Savannah, you being an occupational therapist, Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of myself because I actually know this acronym, (laughs) ADL, Uh Activities of Daily Living. Yes. So how do you help a patient with post-polio syndrome with ADL? This particular patient, she was... She didn't have a caregiver, so she had to do ADLs and IADLs. Do you know that one? No. (laughs) I mean, I could probably guess it, but you can just tell me. It'll be quicker. Okay. IADLs are instrumental activities of daily living, so that's basically a step up from the basic ADLs. So basic ADLs are eating, bathing, toileting, dressing. Mm -hmm. Um, IADLs are things like meal preparation, laundry, cleaning the house, that sort of thing. So let's take meal prep, for example. It was a lot, a lot of discussion based talking about her routine, talking about where things are located in her house and how we can plan her meals ahead and how she can cook her meals, expending the least amount of energy as possible. So we would talk about sitting down at the counter to you know, stir her food and sitting down while it's cooking in the microwave. And, you know, if she has one day where she's feeling really good, how about you prepare two salads, one for lunch today and then one for lunch tomorrow so that you don't have to use that energy tomorrow. So you're strategizing. Yes. Wow. Yes. So when I was reading about post-polio syndrome, I was reading all of the symptoms There's Mm -hmm. swallowing issues, Mm -hmm. fatigue issues, physical issues. You talked about, you know, strategizing those ADLs. 
to me, helping a patient with post-polio syndrome is an ideal opportunity for interdisciplinary collaboration. Would you agree? 100%. Yeah. I mean, because just thinking about the disciplines we have here at Fox, PT, OT, and speech, I mean, I could see how all three of us could be beneficial for an individual with post-polio, as well as their doctors, their neurologists, because a lot of times some of them will have neurologists because it's a neurological condition. Um, so communication with them, you know, if, if they have a longer history with the patient than you and you need to ask some questions and know how to handle it. So Savannah, do you know any other clinicians who have treated patients with post-polio syndrome? No. So that is why I wanted to bring this topic to your attention, because I just wanted, just in case anyone out there has a patient now or comes across one in the future with post-polio syndrome, I want them to have this this. This, this podcast, podcast. Yeah. and then we could give you Savannah's contact info and she will yes. send you a mountain of research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I have a bunch of, a bunch of literature. But within that research, there was something hopeful I saw. Mm-hmm. It was a map of the globe mm-hmm. and you know, it had all of those like big red blotches for when polio was peaking in the U.S. And it went through different sets of years. I don't know if it was in five-year increments, 10 or 20, but it pretty much was erased from the U.S. at one point in time. And the last map, there's little polio on the global map at all, which is Mm -hmm. a good sign. Mm -hmm. So do you think we live to see the day when we no longer have to worry about post-polio syndrome? Well, um, for sure in the United States, I mean, because it's been polio itself has been eradicated. So, you know, right now we're just, you know, living with the folks who have post polio syndrome. And then in the world, I think the lesser developed countries, I don't know, but definitely in the United States, uh, North America, for sure. I don't think we'll have to worry about it for much longer, which is good. No, it is good. And for the people who can still get post-polio syndrome, I'm hoping that the numbers play in their favor and they don't get it. So let's take a quick break. I got a couple more questions for Savannah Greif next, right here on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. Attention, occupational therapists like Savannah Greif, speech language pathologists, physical therapists, exercise physiologists. Whether you are getting out of school and looking for your first job, or maybe you're an established clinician looking for a new start, looking for a place with a great built-in culture. And that's one of the main reasons I joined Fox. So if any of this interests you, may I suggest going to careers.foxrehab.org. You can find out more about Fox Rehabilitation, see our current job openings. We treat older adult patients in 24 states. That number is going to increase this summer when we begin treating older adult patients in Arizona. So if any of this interests you, and who knows, maybe one day you'll be on the Fox Rehabilitation Live Better Longer podcast. But if this interests you, please, right now, or or maybe after you listen to this podcast, Go to careers.foxrehab.org. We are back 
on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am chatting with Fox occupational therapist Savannah Greif. We were talking about post-polio syndrome. So once again, if there are any clinicians in the Fox footprint or outside of the Fox footprint that wants to know more about post-polio syndrome, they can contact you, correct? Absolutely. Yep. Savannah's email is savannah.greif at foxrehab.org. Greif spelled G-R-I-F-E. Yes. And Savannah, two N's, no H. And this is good information to write down because if you do treat a patient who has post-polio syndrome, this will probably save you a good 10, 15 hours of life. Mm-hmm. Yes. She will send you all of the research. Absolutely. Yeah. I will share my experience and my knowledge. Yes. And thank you for um, bringing up this topic. It's fascinating. Yeah. Just like the strategy behind managing the fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a different approach than we're used to a lot of times, especially with the exercise. Yeah. It's a lot of lifestyle modification, which we do do a lot. But when we're doing regular therapy, rehabbing someone from an injury or something, you know, it's very exercise heavy. Mm-hmm. And this is very different. So. Yeah, this is this is not exercise heavy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Savannah, before we go, what will you do to enjoy the summer months? Because as you know, we are now in June. I am actually moving this summer. I'm only going a couple miles away. My husband and I bought a house. Uh, we just got the keys literally yesterday. So we will be moving this summer. <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't sound fun. Well, I'm excited about oh, it. I mean, it's exciting. <laughs> but like the act of moving is never fun. Yeah, that's true. And you realize <laughs> that you acquired all this stuff. And you're like, how did I get so much stuff? Well, I've been telling my patients about it and they've been giving me like boxes and bubble wrap and all kinds of things. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So besides moving, how will you enjoy your summer months? Or is that it? Like your one goal is to to move this summer? No, I have a couple weddings to go to. One is up in Maine, which I've never been to Maine before. You know, so. Fox is in Maine now. Yes. <laughs> yes, I saw that. That's amazing. You could hang out with some Fox colleagues. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, listen, Savannah, you'll have to come back. You know, don't be okay. a stranger. If you have any like interesting topics, give okay. me a call. We'll sit down and you can be on the Live Better Longer podcast again. Okay. Thank you so much, Jim. Yes. Thank you for the info and good luck with the move. Thank you very much. Yes. So Bye. for Savannah Greif, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yin's later. 